Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to another episode of Disney at Play. We have been around the globe with our What We Love series that have just actually gone into each of the parks and shared what we just love most about these wonderful, wonderful places. We've been to Shanghai, all the way to Disneyland, and today we come to the vacation kingdom of the world, Walt Disney World. And we're going to start with Disney's Animal Kingdom. Make sure that you uh, follow along with us. We have a great notes page with lots of photos and videos and links. You're not going to want to miss that. Also, make sure you check out and subscribe to us both at um, uh, with us podcast and also with our YouTube channel, J. Jeff Cober. We want you to be uh, tune in to all the new things that are coming along the way here at both Disney at Play and Disney at Work. All that said and done, let's go to Disney's Animal Kingdom. And joining me today are people I truly love to be with. In fact, we have spent a lot of time at Disney's Animal Kingdom. It's my children. And, um, and uh, so I have with me my youngest daughter, Madison. Hello. And uh, my second daughter, Jenica, along with her husband, Jason. Nice to be here. And um, I'm just thinking how Jenica was maybe two years old when Disney's Animal Kingdom first opened. Maybe not. Remind me the year. Uh, it was 97. 97 Animal Kingdom came out? 98. 98. Sorry. Ni 98 Animal Kingdom? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I was three. Three. She yes. was three. And I remember it well. We were in the park. I was taking my family before with as a cast member. I was taking the family before the even park. The park officially opened, and I remember uh, going on a number of the attractions together as a family. So we have a lot of memories uh, with Disney's Animal Kingdom. That said and done, of the four parks, this is not my favorite, <gasps> and. I, <laughs> I know this That's is... the end of the podcast. I'm leaving. <laughs> no, seriously. This this is and I I tell you why because in order to love this park, you have to be there at the right time of day and or the right time of year. This park depends on nature to tell its story. It has you have to be in the great outdoors to appreciate Disney's Animal Kingdom. And yet in Florida, that can be most miserable some months of the year. And so if so for me, I've got to go either in the evenings during the summer or during the off season where like uh, the, the, the uh, from about November through uh, April. I love it. I just love being in this park. But the other times of the year, I'm not a big fan of it. So. That unless it's even in the evening, and that's why, by the way, when you look at my notes page, you'll see that I probably have more nighttime shots than any other uh post I've done on these parks because it's just that's when I'm there. I we usually come as a family, as annual pass holders, we're usually coming toward evening. Uh, maybe we'll grab dinner, maybe we come right after dinner. We're usually enjoying the evening hours at the park when it's a little cooler, a little bit more enjoyable. And I got to tell you, the park is just beautiful at night. So, so all that said and done, let's go ahead and enter the park, which has just recently been remodeled, should be completed about the time the park reopens. And by the way, this is a timely podcast because as of tomorrow, which is the time probably most people are going to be hearing this podcast, uh, Disney should be announcing when it reopens, its intentions for reopening. So... So uh, more to come on that. Be, be sure to check out our future podcasts on that. Um, but before we even get to the park, I have to say, because again, there aren't a lot of buildings, a lot of parts of the park compared to other parks that have a lot of indoor areas. So one of my favorite things about Disney's Animal Kingdom is actually Rainforest Cafe. Most people never even step into that area, and I love it. If for no other reason, I'll exit the park um, through that restaurant just to get a blast of cold air before I leave. I just need that cold air so badly. But I'm sorry. Um, are you are you trying to to tell me that your 
one of your favorite parts of Animal Kingdom are the rubber animals in uh, Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear that correctly. Well, you know, that little gecko frog is kind of cute. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think this is, you know, Disney, Walt Disney World has two Rainforest Cafes. One is also at Disney Springs. I think this is the right fit. Most people, by the way, don't even remember when the park first opened. The whole front of that, much of the front on the upper tier of that restaurant, was one big waterfall, like a Niagara waterfall. It just expended an enormous amount of It was noisy in the front of the park because of that waterfall. They've since tailored it and kind of remodeled it. But um, but I, it's actually a very green area. There's a lush patio area on the back side of it. There's actually things to like about that that I kind of... I kind of gel with, um, and I was taking a lot of backstage photos of Avatar Pandora when it was under construction from that area, so so I have a lot of good memories with that. Okay, anyway, we'll go into the park at this point. We'll go into Oasis. Let's hear from you guys. Let me first of all say, do you go to the left or to the right when you go in? I usually go to, yeah, I want to say left because I like to go straight to the safari ride to see how long the ride is. Of course you have the phone with you to make to check on the time and to see how long it is but you know it's just best to experience it in person because if the line in safari is too long then you can always visit the other animals nearby like the monkey area or by or you maybe you can go on the rafts just to try to cool down after going through a hot walk everywhere. Yeah, yeah. How about you guys? Do you have a favorite part of Oasis? Um, actually, I go straight depending on the time because they will do the macaw show in the front. Mm, um, in Discovery Island. In Discovery Island, yeah. Um, and uh, I love that because uh we have a like for instance we took um some friends and it was like their first time at animal kingdom they had little kids and we walked them straight on through we took like the bridge area which was nice um so they could see like how scenic they were like where on earth are you taking us and i'm like it's fine that's, it's my, fine. It that's why up. i asked that it was kind yeah. of a trick question do you go left or right because i tend to go centered down that bridge that 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 kind of cuts through and then enters yes. through the cave and in and it makes a great you know merge point into Discovery Island, um, and I, I have to say this park is unique because unlike you know at Epcot there's big spaceship Earth when you go in and and there's a train station at Magic Kingdom and there's Crossworlds at the World at the Studios here there's trees and there's not much but that's it's kind of like Typhoon Lagoon you have to kind of discover it. And so you don't even see the Tree of Life until you've emerged past Oasis. Um, and I also say, I loved what you said, Madison, because there's some wonderful little animal exhibits there. Um, a lot of people go by that so quickly, they don't check out the animals like the anteaters and sloths or others that are in that section. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, for me, like it just depends what animal I want to see and what time of the day we've gone. Because... When you, if you go up to the left, you, of course, get the anteaters, the parrots, and a nice little cave entrance to feel like you've journeyed through the jungle to see this grand yeah. tree of life. But if you go up to the right, you enjoy some more smaller animals that you don't typically see in the wild or are going near extinct. So it really depends on what animals you would like to see, if you like to go through a rocky adventure or jungle adventure. The challenge get. is most people are, like, running to get to Pandora, yeah, and so they miss that. Hill. And if you wait till the very end of the day, you know, around 4.35, 5.30, they're bringing the animals in. So you're going to miss them in the evening by and large. So just make sure you take some time out for Oasis at some point during the day. Because that really is a beautiful little quiet green space going into the park. Now we get to Discovery Island. And we have the whole area surrounding the Tree of Life. We have the shopping area. We have the restaurants in that area. Um, we'll go back to you, uh, Madison. What is a favorite thing you like about that Discovery Island area? Well, if I want to try to get another um, chance to see more animals, I would go over to the Discovery Tree 
to find some kangaroos or I could or if I'm interested enough I can go over and watch the flamingos and then ask a cast member uh, what a flamingo's diet and behavior patterns because I really like coming to Animal Kingdom for the animal education you know that I'm glad you mentioned that Madison it's one of my favorite little gems at, especially in Discovery Island is most people don't know about the Discovery Trails um, particularly there's a trail that veers to the right about the time you get to the Starbucks area and most people their eyes catch the Starbucks so they don't see the trail but if you go down that little trail you could see a lot of people don't even know they're kangaroos at Disney's Animal Kingdom and other little animals and that's just again a gem that's also a great place to kind of get an up close uh, picture with you and the tree of life behind you because you're right up against the roots which have these animal forms in them so I really love that how about how about you guys um, well one thing I do always enjoy even though I've come over the hill a couple times now is seeing that large tree because that thing is a a work of art in a sense while the gift shops are nice something to experience in the end when you're tired and just want to like maybe get some ac unlike me i go through the gift shops to the ac not rainforest <laughs> um but seeing that tree of life and seeing the animals just surround it it gives a a lot more feeling that you've come into this um kingdom world of where the animals can be themselves and you can see them and see their there, yeah, I'm losing words. See them, yeah, yeah. Just be able to see them, and yeah, the kangaroos. I actually didn't. I always saw like one kangaroo with a vulture, but I never knew there was actually kangaroos behind because they have it so well hidden. They recently, I know, have expanded, and made more open, more. Visible. And they were, and those trails were closed for a long time because of a lot of remodeling. The otter area was closed at one point for a for a period of time, but that's another great little place where the otters are. How about you, Jen? Restaurants, shopping, well, what do you I mentioned it a little earlier, but the I like the bird show that they do in the front. Mm. Um, if you start your day, you know, I, I brought a couple with, with kids. Um, if you start your day at Animal Kingdom with these red birds flying overhead and you just surprise them, there is a magic to that to kind of like, you know, to start. Open their eyes to the beauty of yes. the animals. Um, and... Um, also, I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of It's Tough to Be a Bug because I don't condone traumatizing children and adults. Um, but the path towards when you're going through to get to It's Tough to Be a Bug is really fun because that's when you get close up to the roots and you get to see um, more of the sculptures of the animals um, on your way up to the attraction. Most guests never even suppose, and you know what, there are even guests who don't, who, who have no clue that there's something in Spaceship Earth. But most guests don't have any clue that there is a show inside the Tree of Life. So I love to take guests there because it's it's like it just unfolds as a whole world down there. So I really like that area. I also will say I love uh, Flame Tree Barbecue. Oh, yeah. Love yes. the barbecue. Love the salad that they have with the cornbread. Pulled pork french fries. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, all that is great stuff. Um, my challenge is, again, I tend to go there in the evening because the daytime is just a little bit on the stifling side. Now, conversely, I also love Tiffin's. Um, and that's a great choice as well. And it's off of one of the Discovery Island trails. I mean, Discovery Island really becomes your central plaza to going off in all different directions. Uh, but there are lots of little tiny pieces to it. And if you ex take the time to explore rather than just go off on the trail mm -hmm. or go off to the next land, you really find quite a lot to, to enjoy. And before you continue on going out this yeah. way around, you also, when they added the Doug and Russell area to meet and greet there. Oh, and right next to Bugs cute Life. character that they added mm -hmm. which was Kevin from Up. You like that medicine? I yeah it's definitely a treat to see this large colorful bird in person. It kind of the way they did Kevin was so genius to the point where and we actually took our friends they met Kevin and the little one Lily's how old is she? 
She's six. Six. She was enthralled with this big, beautiful color. Yeah, I don't bird. think she was much taller than the knees, though. But, uh... <laughs> well, but Preston is almost as tall as, 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 Kevin. as Kevin. He's our autistic child, and he... He, uh, he's enthralled, too. He will stalk Kevin and find <laughs> him throughout the park. Yeah, and we have to move on Accidentally from bump yeah. into him for the fourth time that day. So, yeah. Very, yeah. True. Dino Land. What have we, what have we got going here in Dino Land? Is there anything that people love about Dino Land? Well, yes. for some reason or another, the ride dinosaur is built in the very back of Dino Land. So, it's not clearly visible you just like pass by their restaurant, you go and you go down this path and you finally see dinosaur. And this ride, though rough, is really an enjoyable experience because you go past several dinosaur animatronics and it feels like riding on the Indiana Jones ride down Only in Disneyland. But not nearly as good. But not nearly as good, but still <laughs> exciting. Especially okay. when you get chased by the car. <laughs> for those who've never done Indiana Jones Adventure, let's just say it, it takes the same ride track and does something far better than what Dinosaur does. However, yeah. in defense of Dinosaur, um, CTX originally, um, it has improved little by little over the years. There's some minute improvements that they've made. And let's face it, it Indiana Jones Adventure does not have Felicia Rashad. And I think that's a big I, issue. I do appreciate her, for sure. But I don't and think... And Dr. Grant Seeker, no less. I don't think updating the ride um, is is qu qualifies with this ride, considering it hasn't been updated since the 80s. Yeah, but you have to understand... 90s, animatronics. 90s. It feels like the 80s, though. <laughs> well, yeah. One thing to say in defense, while Indiana Jones like has fire and like, all this sense of adventure, uh -huh. I, the animatronics... You, Disney, when they do animatronics and the way they do dinosaurs, in my opinion, they do a great job bringing those dinosaurs I to love life. the dinosaurs. I wish they had moved them from Ellen's Energy Adventure into well, this attraction. Yes, those The thing are that's missing is, is the need for more dinosaurs. But they turn off all the lights so they don't have to pay for... The sets. rest of the body of the dinosaur. <laughs> that too. The yeah. best part. Okay, this is we, this is about what we love about this Disney's yes. Animal Kingdom. The Dino Land's not the best area. I, honestly, um, the kid play area... Is oh, great. yes. I have so many memories of taking you kids to to that, um, to the boneyard. I'm excited for someday taking my kids because it's, it's just, you just let them go. And there is so much for them to do in there. And it, you will never find them again. But they will enjoy that time of freedom. Um, and it's just, I think it's clever and well done. And I, it I is. think it's cute. I love it. And I, just as an adult, I like walking through and... Uh, and, and going through, and you can see the rest of the Dinoland area from there. Jason? Well, I know people are going to hate me for this, but I actually like the Carney area. Only because anytime I went to theme parks with my family growing up, me and my dad would always go off and do the Carney games at the, like, SeaWorld or Six Flags. And for me, when I go there, it brings back all those fun and wonderful memories for me. Well, I know a lot of people don't like the theming for it. <laughs> I That area I enjoy the most is the Low Carney area. So we'll need such. to excuse Jason at this point. <laughs> I will say that I love Chester and Hester's Dinosaur Treasures, the gift shop, which was there long before the rest of Chester and Hester was there. All those rides. I hate that area. I hate that area. Now, now um, the Imagineer Joe Rohde says it's based on some kind of stop that would be between East Texas and Florida. I think it's a, it's a salute to south of the border in North Carolina. I think it's in North Carolina. I think it's just awful, awful, awful. It is the worst thematic area in any theme park worldwide. I'm sorry, where exactly are we talking about? Chester and Hester is worth The a, restaurant? No, right, no. Um, Primeval World and oh, yeah, Triceratops no. Spin and all Every that. time I get in there, I just have the same feeling like how much better this would be if it was all themed to Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like, it'd be so cool. Yeah. Um, I do like Primeval World, like just the ride in and of itself just because I like the mousetrap ride. But yeah, no. And, and especially when it gets hot, I feel like that's one of the hottest places. Because oh, everything yeah. They is asphalt. So, yes. It's just asphalt. Broken it's up asphalt, so no less. so hot. And you get on these metal rides and it's like, woof. Okay, going back to what we love, though, despite what Jason said. 
I, I have to say, I think I think the food at Restaurant Source is not good at all, by and large. However, it's a hit and miss. It it is can it can be hit and miss, and it depends on yeah. However, there is some theming in there. I love I love the little airstream trailer that you can climb in and and have a seat in and there's a jukebox there right there other aspects of it is kind of like an archaeologist lodge i love a lot of aspects of that it is also one of the few places where you can actually get free refills and refill your own drink and uh, that is yeah. a lot of plus. And, and, well. and get another paper straw because that paper straw ain't gonna last. The only more than place, <laughs> the only place I think there is is uh, is the restaurant right by Star Tours, and uh, it's at uh, Studios. Yes, that's the only other place I think I know that does that because soda is important to me. I will mention one more thing before we leave Dinoland, which has nothing to do with Dinoland, and that is Finding Nemo the musical. <laughs> I have to say that is that I, I have a hard time seeing this show because I truly am in tears at the end of every show. The 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 sense of father and their and his child moving on, it is so hard for me to take. And uh, but there's so much I love the crush scene. Um, there's so much to love about this musical and it's air conditioned. And there's oh, only have so many air conditioned things. So. Um, let's let's have a special shout out to one of the Dorries that performs there. She was featured in the Disney um, at work. Disney yes. at work. Uh, no, not Disney one at work. One day at Disney. One day at Disney. Um, and she is like our favorite Dory because she will remember Preston, my brother who has autism. He will sit in the front and wait for her. And when they roll the credits and they go to bow at the end. She will seek him out and say hi to him just for two seconds and say, "Oh, Makes you're back here again." Day. He it just loves that. Yes, and and so she is. We call her our Dory. So we'll go and watch, and we'll be like, "Oh, did you get to see our Dory? Was she there? We love her so much." Yeah. So, our, so to our Dory, shout out. thank you so much. We love you. You are wonderful. We love you. You are fantastic, and congratulations for being in One Day at Disney, um, Asia. Let's talk about Asia. I know we're all talking about Expedition Everest. Is there something about it that you love? I, um, with Expedition Everest, I just enjoy the beginning where the suspense just literally lifts you up. You are, you ride through a tunnel and all these uh, artifacts or items, right? And then you... And the most wonderful part is just seeing this whole view around you, this entire yeah, view of Orlando, view. Uh, all the other Disney parks and hotels. It's just an amazing view. So that's the part I like about the most. Solid coaster. It's beautiful. It's one of the smoothest coasters Disney has. It's very, I mean, I, I think it's awesome. Despite and I always love the reaction of those whose first time it is when the ride vehicle goes backwards. Because mm. you go stop there and then everyone starts freaking that. out and uh, it's pretty great. You know, as someone who grew up with the Matterhorn at Disneyland, this is a spectacular mountain range. Mm -hmm. And it, it is stunning to see the, how beautiful this is. I love the theming in the queue. As I do love the theming in the queue of Cayley River Rapids, um, I don't want to be stuck in a standby line, but if I have to be... I'm telling you, you could just study Everest. everything in there. Yeah. Um, you could study everything in that Cayley River Rapids queue because there are so many little gems inside that that really share uh, a story. There's a little uh, drink walla um, station, and I love the... There's a little step-down area. You kind of get near the dock. I love that little space in there. And I um, love uh, Maharaja Jungle Trek and the, the whole story and theming going in there. The animals, the bats, the tigers. Jason? Yeah, no, like, well, you guys like the ride. Well, I do admit Everest is a good ride. From my part of that I like at this area is actually the trails because of the animals. Yeah. Because the, t the animals they have on there are 
but sometimes not always out but when they are they are beautiful creatures very unique ones you don't would never typically see in the wild and be able to see them in person like that especially the theme that keeps the trail uh how it's all based around the tigers and this old and um the theming for it it's just wonderful it fits really well with the area um the one of my favorite things the reason why animal kingdom i would say is my favorite park is that at the end of the day if all the rides shut down if uh if there's long lines and it is a busy day what you have is a zoo and we're able to make the most of a day there and we're not just stuck walking around trying to figure out whether you know and uh so i love zoos and i love animals and so i particularly love it feels like you're going out on an actual trek you know you're going up and down hills which is very strange for florida and uh you're trekking around trying to see especially in the bird viewing areas you know what you spot that day what you can see and i think that's always fun and exciting um you gave me grief on rainforest cafe but um I got to tell you, I love Yak and Yeti restaurant, and some people love it, and some people are just not into it. I like it. I, I myself love it. I've actually never been. I've only been to the um, quick service area. Yeah, no, the no, restaurant is, get onto the second floor and overlook um, the park. It's just beautiful. Go there at dusk, go there at lunch, and get it out. Get into the air conditioning. They have lanterns all in that area. It's, it's really just pretty. gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, that's up as you get toward the up um bird show super pretty um super pretty at night there's also on the way to africa there's this little trail that i just that diverges from the main trail the smoking area well it was the smoking area but they're no longer smoking (laughs) areas in the park and so it's been restored back to being a pedestrian area that everyone can enjoy and it's got these little babbling brooks and it's just so so quintessential what I love about this park. Um, just, just fantastic. And it's it's so funny because with that trail, you're right next to a very busy section, but when you go up there, it's the noise reduces. Isn't so that much. amazing? Yeah, and it's just a few feet away, but you feel like in a world beyond. I think the bird show is... Um, I bird show was always one of my favorite things to go see. Um, it has obviously been changed to an up-themed show, and since then, it has been changed at least 20 times, <laughs> as they're still trying to figure out the quirks and everything to it. The last time I saw it, I actually, it, it was closer to how it was, honestly, before Up. It, it was more educational, and they showed more animals, and I was 100% down for it, and I actually liked it a lot more than when they first opened it up with, um... With characters from up. Well, and we, I got a picture, great picture that you oh, took. Oh, yeah, that one. That where Jenica was called on stage and invited to position her camera and she caught an owl yeah. coming right up to her. Yeah, massive owl. It was amazing. We Unfortunately, got they photo. don't do that opportunity anymore, yeah. so they have other ones. But um, even still, they, they, it's gotten a lot better. I would recommend going. That's awesome. All right, we're in Africa. Jason, take it away. What do you love about Africa? <laughs> oh, what don't I like? <laughs> um, f- for those of you, if you don't know Jeff's back history or anything, but I actually work at Kilimanjaro Safari as one of their um, <laughs> employees there. And not only do I like working and operating the Kilimanjaro Safari by itself, but the area I just have come to love so much. Street the- corn. <laughs> that yes. sounds great one thing the corn one on of the, the cob. first smells that you come into the area is either going to be dull whip street corn or popcorn it's one of those three smells that you will enter into the area but you also have Rafiki's Planet Watch a little train ride to go and learn more about the animals you have the Gorilla Falls Trail more animals and then of course the safari ride itself which Madison mentioned at the very beginning it's the first thing she tends to head for because unfortunately with most zoos you could like walk around and see like the giraffes and other animals unfortunately with animal kingdom safaris is the only place where you can see the giraffes the lions and those kind of animals if you only do the ride if you haven't if you haven't been on kilimanjaro safaris you haven't been to disney's animal kingdom 
No. Essentially, yeah. That is, well, first of all, it's like practically half the park. Not quite <laughs> that, but it's a lot of the park. Mm-hmm. It is it is their signature attraction. And you just, you just really would be missing the whole sense of this thing, the whole message of this thing, if you didn't go on. Madison, you mentioned Kilimanjaro earlier. If there's one moment or one animal or something you enjoy about seeing at Kilimanjaro so far as what it would what would it be? Now this is an area that you usually uh, come across in the beginning of Kilimanjaro Safari but out of all the African animals I'd say my favorite is the African wild dog because they are a pack of highly sociable wild dogs that are really loyal to one another and they're extremely beautiful so it's such a treat to see them in the middle of the day uh which you yet usually see them during the day not so much at night and they squeak instead of bark they squeak you have a favorite jenica um my favorite part on the ride is usually when you come up by the baobab tree and you look over into the safari yeah and you really see them all loose and together and you see the giraffes and the zebras and um i like the feeling of you don't know what you're going to see that day and yeah sometimes it means that you're really not going to see that much sometimes it means you're just going to be surprised and have a rhino step right in front of your truck and (laughs) Oh. And get really close to other animals, and it's exciting, and I, I love that ride. How about you, Jason? Ride. Is there just one moment in the safari you say, this is this is what it's all about? Yes, uh, and actually, even before I began working there, there was one animal I absolutely loved and adore, and I became even more in love with it, and that is the giraffes. Because while the, while you, the ride the safari itself, the most area we spend the most time in is actually the grassland area and that's where my favorite animal is and i get to see it for most of the time and for them to come right next to the vehicle when i'm driving and be able to talk about these magnificent creatures and be able to just look up at them and just love them more it just uh, brightens my day and over the last several years it seems they've had a lot of babies and yes so that's just been just cute as all cute gets yeah, a total of seven so far, and then two more on the way. Um, they not quite sure when exactly they're due, but let me describe my two, my my couple of key places that I just love. First of all, I mentioned, I mentioned that uh, uh, there is a time of day to see the parks, and for me, um, I have come where there has been rain in the middle of the afternoon and it's just after the rain as evening approaches and there's just this there's just this wetness on uh, on the grassland and it's just this this just it, it really takes me and having been to Africa and having been on safari in Africa it just takes me there particularly as you used to, the, the drivers used to play the radio and the song, um, uh, I think it's pronounced Hapa Duniani, I'll put a link to it. Or, that song, that song just speaks to my soul. And there are just some, again, this is not my favorite park, but there are some emotional moments that are just truly amazing. And this is one of those moments. Then you move on. If you see a lion, you think you've gotten gold. Because they're, <laughs> especially, especially one that might be a little bit awake, you know, but, <laughs> and, and looking attentive. Mm-hmm. That is just a precious golden moment. And then, and I don't know what the Imagineer's original intent was back in the old days of the story when, when it was about trying to find Little Red and his mm-hmm. mother. But you come to this place where there are these waterfalls that kind of end your story. And it's almost, I, I don't know how to say it other than it's almost a cleansing. Um, it probably is intended to clean the tires on the, on the safari trucks <laughs> because of the, the dirt and whatnot. But I just, it's just that moment where you just feel like it, it, just, it just takes you to a point of immersion that I absolutely love. Again, there are emotional moments in this park. The end, 
of Finding Nemo the Musical, these moments in the safari. I'll name the next one, which we haven't talked about um, uh, in a second, but let me just also mention the train, the Wildlife Express train. I don't like seeing the backstage areas, but I love the train. I love it when it goes past the Asian huts. That is that just takes me to another place, having been out again in Asia. Um, but the the other emotional moment that I was going to reference is Festival of the Lion King. Oh yes, the... this is the best entertainment show in all of Walt Disney World. You cannot get it anywhere else. You cannot get it at Disneyland. There's a somewhat similar version in Hong Kong, but it's not the same as this. This is a celebration not just of the Lion King. This is a celebration of life. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the emotion of that show is, is just hugs on me. And takes me to a place where I, uh, to a place of love, and to attachment, and to family, and to that greater circle of life. And so I just love Festival of the Lion King. Anybody want to add to that? Well, Preston, when he, he loves watching the show too. And when he, he wants to come in, and he wants to be the first person to see to come into the show before it starts so that he could get front row seats to get Scar to meet Scar uh, of course we gotta make there's no Scar there's somebody who represents or Scar. someone who represents yeah. Scar um, but there were moments when there when despite being 17 he he gathers and marches around with the other kids and he's being and he's being um, guided by someone in the show. Yeah, in the show, they, they approach little children and invite them to kind of join in a procession. I thank the dancers out there who have, over the years, come to him, even though he's now six foot four. He's almost the taller. size of the ones in stilts. He's like, yeah, he's almost <laughs> at the size of the ones in stilts. He's taller than most of the dancers, and, and occasionally the dancers will come to him and invite him, and he loves that. And again, like Dory in Finding Nemo the Musical, thank you. These are just emotional moments. These are magic moments. We talk about magic moments at Disney. These are some of the very, very best magical moments. They do a great job on singling out those with disabilities. It isn't yeah. just Preston. They'll they'll take those in wheelchairs, and um, I, I I appreciate that. I and you the can tell seating process, the, the parents whole are process, very yeah. emotional during it. It's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I love kudos it. to the whole cast. What a well, it's like three or four casts. But kudos to all of them because they are talented and wonderful. I watch to see the little fist bumping that goes on. Um, be, between the monkeys them all. are the best part. Monkeys. I'm telling you. And watch them throughout the show. They're the best. And it's actually, believe it or not, it's the sword um, dancer or flamethrower or whatever you want to call him. He's actually the leader of the fist bumping. And because he doesn't know as much choreography as the others, he just kind of gets into it and kind of plays among everyone. And he's so sweet. And, and whoever, uh, of course, um, Timon is a real person. Um, but Timon stays on stage the whole time. If you want to see the dedication of a stage performer, watch Timon. That is a huge challenge. I think I will link on this um, where I talk more about this. But truly, amazing people who do this show. My kudos to all of them. Pandora, World of Avatar. Take it, folks. What do you love? Well, despite being... I mean, it's expansive, but it's still small compared to the other areas. But despite the space... You real, it's worth it just to walk around Pandora because there's so much to see, and the sights are so amazing. The different alien plants and and, and fauna and flora, but 
Of course, when I get hungry, I like to head straight over to their restaurant and order my favorite food in Animal Kingdom, the Bao Buns, as I'm sure it's pr pronounced. Cheeseburger, Bao Buns. Mm -hmm. And with a side Bao of buns. potato chips. And I highly recommend dipping the Bao Buns in honey. You will never regret it. It is just a sweet, meaty flavor, and it's so good. There you go. All right. Very good. How about the rest of you? Yeah, Pandora is one of those another areas. While you've already experienced this jungle that you've been roaming through, you then really do feel like you've been transported somewhere else. The way they set up Pandora with the floating islands and setting the little like hints, little um, Easter eggs that they put of the movie in there even, it just takes you to that world that you've seen in the movies and I was like, I would like to experience that. This does it for you, especially Flight of Passage, their number one ride inside of the area. And I've been on it several times, and I still, my heart leaps for joy at certain scenes when we're when it's either in a diving or flying mode, because the way they dedicate the time and effort they put into that ride, it shows. It shows they wanted to bring you out of your... Yeah, I love the element. I love the surf, I love the feel of the water as you're... Kind of in the, in the curl of the surf. How about you, Jen? It's probably one of the only rides where I actually kind of want to be in standby. Not like the ridiculous standby where it's like six hours, but, you know, if it's like an hour standby, honestly... One of the best queues in any Disney park. It's amazing. Including Hank in the Tank. Yeah. Hank you know, is it's, it is It is truly a remarkable queue. Mm -hmm. Now, let me... Let me go against everybody else's feelings and say I have the same feelings about Navi River Journey. I love this ride and most people are going what? What? What are well, you talking about? Well, understandable for the length but truly I do see where you're going with the feel of like with seeing the animals around you and the animatronic at the very end they they did also put their time and effort into that as yeah, well. Yeah, the only problem with the shaman at the end is that there aren't 20 or 30 or 40 of them. Exactly. But but and it isn't twice or three times. I mean, imagine if this was a Pirates of the Caribbean length attraction through this world. I would have been just there uh, because <laughs> I think the whole bioluminescent effects, the frogs jumping jumping on the lily pads, and, and the sense of the Navi warriors coming through the Glen. I just love this ride. It's just that it's not long enough. But I and I love it that it's indoors. So, <laughs> I don't think the queue is quite as good. Queue is um, not as good. That is a problem. Uh, that's where I would put my fast passes more on the queue there. Yes. Um, and then, uh, if there couldn't be anything better, it's... Oh, and I have to mention, have you guys seen... I don't know if you've all seen this, because it's not... Uh, it's newer. The Pandora Utility Suit Demonstration. I have seen that before, and it's highly enjoyable, and you'll love the humor. And it's... As it says, it's someone testing the the suit and making sure they don't get into any accidents wearing the suit. And it's pretty cute. It's pretty funny. It's just it's not very long, but it's a really cute thing. But the but really the the star of the show is the mountain. It's the flora, the fauna that you mentioned, Madison. It's the landscaping and watching it go into dusk and then into night. It's just. The transformation. It, which brings me to my favorite time of day at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Evening. I love this park at night. And I love... The problem is, is it's not always open so late at night. Um, but when it is, um, I love being there. The holiday decorations they did last Christmas that they added, I thought were a great little touch. Yeah, no, um... When I first started working there, the first Christmas I had there, there wasn't much decoration-wise. Yeah. But the second year, wow, they upped their game because they added so much. They actually made it feel like they were that the whole village had come and created because they had Christmas trees out of wheels with lights stringing through them. But the creativity that they put into the decorations throughout the whole park was incredible. I was very blown away. I almost it. I don't love it more than Magic Kingdom, but <laughs> Magic Kingdom is more difficult 
to go to at night and see the holiday decorations. And sometimes they don't even stay that open on nights. They're not doing the Christmas party. It's just kind of less accessible. This is very accessible, very easy to get in and out. The crowds have usually died down in the evenings. And so I just love being able to go throughout the, the park any time of year. I love going through there, dusk, evening, the, the tree of life, uh, the tree of life um, uh, uh, shows that they do on the tree, the projection shows they do on the tree are really very cool. Whether it's a holiday one or just a around the year one, they are all really cool to watch. You do have, do you have to be patient because there's like ten minutes between them, and oh, so you gotta good, stick yeah. around. But I usually bob my head into a gift shop and come out. And I think I love get, shopping in that area right there in Discovery Island. It's less crowded than the other parks and much well, of the same merchandise. Not only that, um, I don't know if you even knows, but they project on the back of the tree too. So if you yes. want to go up in that more serene area and be less away from the crowd and just enjoy even, even more. Even more so. Yeah, even more so. Um, and I, now this is a little controversial, but I, Rivers of Light, We Are One, is a, it's a version of Rivers of Light. It's kind of, they're kind of progressing on what this thing looks like. It's not happily ever after it's not illuminations it's not even phantasmic but i think you kind of miss out if you don't see it um it's, it's not pyro but it's it's a great place to just enjoy the evening again i would go to yak and yeti for dinner or tiffin's for dinner then come and see the show take in uh take in the the nighttime by a luminescent forest uh pandora just take it all in. Don't be in a hurry to leave Disney's Animal Kingdom because that is the best time of day. I like to close out that park because I like to see everything everything there. Yeah. Other thoughts? Well, one restaurant that um, I know a lot of guests like always ask me about is Tusker House over in the area mm. where I work. That also, like Tiffin's, is on that scale of like where they try to bring good service to them. Yeah, it's a buffet and it includes Disney characters, very similar to Boma in many ways with the African flavors of Boma, but not having to go to Disney Animal Kingdom Lodge. Mm -hmm. Although, honestly, if you make that a part of your day, even if you're not staying there, you go over and do dinner or you go do lunch in the middle of the day to get out of the heat over at Sanaa or, or Boma or just any of the little restaurants they have there at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge and see that whole thing. I mean, you can have an incredibly full day if you did both of those things. Um, and and that's stunning and beautiful in and of itself. And that also, if you weren't able to do safaris, you then could see giraffes over there. Absolutely. So or zebras your, or whatever might be you know, roaming in that area. And it's your secondary option if you don't want to wait in the long lines. Final thoughts? Are we missing anything from Disney's Animal Kingdom? Might I recommend taking the train over to the conservation station? Yeah, the conservation station. When you get on the train, you'll get a break from a long walk across the park. Then you'll see the back area of Animal Kingdom. Then once you get off, you and your kids or whoever you're with, you get to have fun petting the goats and seeing some llamas and 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 you also can now learn how to draw dis different yeah. disney characters we'll there. put a video of that and i love that because they took it away and i needed it in studios and they brought it back and i just love learning how to draw characters yeah and so they draw different animal disney animal characters and yep, in the conservation center you'll get to have another break immerse merging yourself in the air conditioning while seeing uh, while seeing a few reptiles and amphibians and sometimes some a cast member will let out a, a snake and you might even get a chance to see a face characters like Rafiki. So, so I think yeah, it Cricket. is an underrated treat. Yeah, no, clearly Disney's Animal Kingdom is a celebration of the circle of life, of nature, but mostly air conditioning whenever you can get it. 
and so <laughs> and everyone hates me because while they while Jeff and his family grew up here I grew up mostly in Utah and I'm a chameleon so I enjoy the heat so for well well yeah it does suck sometime of the year especially like mid June <laughs> but for me like the heat doesn't affect me I'm sorry much. but he's been inside during the pandemic and he's forgotten what the heat and humidity is like so I bear probably with might, him I might change my tune we'll, we'll come back, back to him <laughs> at a later date anything else game? We thank you. Thank you, Madison. Thank you, Jenica. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate you joining us. Appreciate you, our listeners, joining us for this Disney at Play podcast. We love all things Disney, so you got to stick with us because we got lots of news as the Disney parks set the stage for, for opening soon. If you haven't caught our video of the reopening of Disney Springs last week, we have both a podcast and video and post and all sorts of things. Plus, I had an opportunity to catch a short conversation with Josh Diamaro, chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products. And there's a great Disney at Work podcast that we just released earlier this week, which uh, looks at Disney leadership as represented by, by what Josh is out there doing. So please check uh, that podcast as well. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast as well as our YouTube channel, J. Jeff Kober. And if you have a chance, go out to you to uh, iTunes and give us a positive rating, if even a review. That would be so helpful. We just appreciate you being part of our of our audience. And by the way, finally, in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage. Always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day.